If you are looking for even more help and guidance on your breakup, I have a few different options for you to take your healing to the next level. I have four different online courses depending on what stage of the breakup that you're in from beginning all the way into moving on after heartbreak, or you can bundle all of my courses together and use the code podcast to get $25 off my course bundle. I also have my 30 day no contact challenge to help hold you accountable in going no contact with your ex. And we have our free Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with other people going through breakups all over the world. To learn more about any of these resources, head to the show notes where you can learn more about my courses, take the quiz to figure out which course is best for you, or join the Facebook group. And don't forget to use the code PODCAST to get $25 off my course bundle. Welcome to the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast with your host, Breakup Bestie, aka me, Kendra. Breakups are hard, but you don't have to do it alone. Each week, I will be taking you through a different topic as it relates to breaking up, healing from heartbreak, growing in your single life, dating, and getting back into happier and healthier relationships. The goal of this show is to provide support, hope, tips, and to remind you that above all, this too shall pass. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I am doing another solo episode, and we're talking about, and I'm a pretty thousand percent sure that I'm mispronouncing this word, but I want to talk about unrequited, (laughs) I can't say it, unrequited love, which basically in layman's terms means love that is not reciprocated in a relationship. So this can be for maybe those of you who are in a situation like that. Maybe you're in a situationship. Maybe you're in like a breadcrumbing kind of situation. Or maybe you are coming out of a relationship where the love was unrequited. We'll just call it non-reciprocal love for the rest of the episode since I clearly can't pronounce it. So what exactly does this mean? Basically, it's one-sided. It's one-sided love or it's just not fully reciprocated and it can cause a really painful experience. Mainly, I will say it it's actually causes discomfort for both sides of a relationship, but In particular, it tends to cause the most pain to the person who is like who gets the short end of the stick. And I'll tell you why it. I think some of you might be surprised and would say, well, how does it cause discomfort for the other person? And, you know, it definitely does. But let me first list out like a few different kind of relationship examples of unreciprocated love. So this can mean Falling for someone who is emotionally unavailable. So clearly there's like a wall up. This can also be pining for and fighting for an ex that has broken up with you. So I actually think whenever a breakup happens and then one person continuously fights for their ex, that's actually an example of this. Because again, it's unreciprocated. One person said, I'm done. The other person's like, Let's not be done. Let's try to make this work. So two different pages. The next could be being in a relationship or, you know, quote unquote relationship with someone who won't 
commit. So, you know, that's aka a situationship. You're with someone for a long period of time. You see it as a full-blown committed relationship that is going somewhere and has a future. And the other person is like, well, I like their company for right now. I like what we have right now, but I don't know. So again, it's just like two completely different pages. And I think too, in certain toxic and narcissistic relationships, this can also be an example because one person is giving care, love, affection. The other person is giving back emotional harm and emotional abuse. So again, it's like, it's basically the scales are just not even. Like the scales are completely, completely off. And the reason it's painful for, we need to come up with some names for this. So the person who it has the short end of the stick, it's painful for them for obvious reasons. You know, they think one thing's happening, something else is happening. I think it causes lowering of self-esteem, lowering of self-worth. I think it can also f- cause a lot of confusion because you're like, I'm doing all these things. I'm a great partner. And yet they don't want me in the same way. And this is confusing. This, you know, so sometimes you think like, I just need to work harder or I just need to be an even better partner. And then they'll see it. They'll see how great I am and they'll hop on the same page with me and we will float off into the sunset. So I think that we get this idea that we have to work really hard to get the other person to get on our level. And why it can be uncomfortable for the other person, and I will say, I think probably most of us have been in a situation where someone clearly has stronger feelings than we do. And, you know, I remember I was in, I was dating someone and it was very clear to me that they really wanted a full-blown relationship really quickly. They invited me to one of their family members' weddings as their date really early on. And it was uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable, I think, probably because I had been in, I'd been on the other side plenty of times. So I I knew that discomfort. It felt uncomfortable because it didn't feel fair. It felt like this person's pouring so much. They clearly have a certain way that they see things going. And I don't. I'm like not on that page at all. So it can also cause discomfort for the other person. Now, I think, and we'll kind of hop more into it later, but like, what do you do in situations like this? You know, for me, when I was in that situation, you know, after reflection, I ended it because to me, it didn't feel right. The issue is a lot of people don't end it. A lot of people kind of like all that attention and like, They like that someone's like really googly eyed over them. And so that's where we can run. That's where we can run into some issues. But in terms of like more subtle signs that, you know, talking about like, oh, this person asked me to go to a wedding with them really early on, one of their family members, there are some more like subtle signs as to know whether you are experiencing an unreciprocated relationship. But Some of the signs, if you were the one that was like always initiating contact with your partner and on the flip side, you weren't really feeling any of that effort back, which I have totally been there, like feeling constant anxiety and fear about where you stand in the relationship, especially when you're not like physically present 
with your partner. You know, as I'm recording this, my husband is out of town on a work trip and I remember in past relationships when I was in something that was very much unreciprocated, my body would physically stress out when a partner was out of town just because it did feel so, even if I wasn't realizing it consciously, like subconsciously, my body knew how uncertain things felt and how not like in this the partner was. So I would instantly go to thinking that they were like cheating on me or not going to come back or just just stuff like that. So and I think another sign is like being in fear to ask for your needs to be met. And when you do ask, they're not really met. Like the other person's not really in an unreciprocated relationship. The person, you know, sometimes is there for the convenience factor. And if you make the relationship too much effort. If you ask for too much effort or someone to go too far out of their way, they don't like that because it kind of messes with this great deal that they get. Because, you know, and while I said it can cause discomfort in the other person, it can also be like, a you know, they have like this great convenience. They get this great deal. They get someone who pines over them, gives them all their affection, does things for them and all of those benefits. And yet they don't really have to give anything in return. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What would you do if you had unlimited time and energy? As you're navigating your breakup, I know your energy can feel low and it can feel really difficult to complete everything you need to in a day. When you're emotionally exhausted, it's especially important to be really clear on what your priorities are and where your energy should be invested. Therapy has helped me in the past figuring out where I should be putting my energy, whether that's career, friendships, relationships, events, which in turn has helped lower my anxiety because I don't always have to feel stretched thin or behind. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash heartbreak today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash heartbreak. I think another sign is like rationalizing your partner and their behavior to your friends and family and to yourself because you're trying to find an excuse for their behavior. So if in your last relationship, your friends were like, are you good? Like, are you happy? You know, your ex didn't really seem to do this or didn't really seem to ever be happy to come around your friends or family. And you're like, oh, no, 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 that's, you know, They're really busy. They have a lot going on with work. So no, we're super happy. It's just, you know, you kind of stumble trying to come up with excuses. And then later you're like, you start having to rationalize it to yourself. You're like, no, we're, this works out. We're totally happy. And I think I'd mention it, but like discussing future plans, if one person is talking about vacations and maybe marriage and all those things and the other person, you'll notice they get a little squirmy and a little squirrely when you start bringing up future plans. That's also another indication. And, you know, your partner will give a lot of excuses as to why they can't be like fully present. So they'll say they're stressed at work. They don't want to rush things. I'm so busy. I got really hurt in my last relationship. So I I need to keep 
things at a distance, things like that. Which not to say that those things aren't necessarily true. However, like it reaches a point where it's like, okay, well, you got to set those things to the side so we can actually engage in like a real relationship if that's going to happen. So those are some indications that you were either in an unreciprocated relationship, you maybe are currently in one, or the breakup happened, but you're still engaging in this situation where you're trying to be friends with your ex, you're giving them all of the benefits of a relationship, yet they still stand firm in the fact that they don't want to be in a relationship with you. One of my most popular reels on Instagram was, what does it mean when your ex says they don't want to be with you, but they also don't want to lose you? And essentially what they mean is like, I love your company. I love your support. I love the companionship, but I don't want to put in, I don't want a commitment. I don't want to put in a lot of effort, but I also don't want you to start dating again because who knows, maybe I, you know, may want to hook up with you in the future. It's just, it's become so one-sided and it drives me up the wall. Not when I get messages like that of like, like my ex broke up with me, but they keep texting me and asking me to come over. They're asking me to hang out. They're saying they miss me. But then when it comes down to like, okay, so can we get back together? The answer is no. And it's, and it drives me insane because first of all, I've been there and I know how hard it is. But second of all, you're selling yourself so short here because you are telling this person that what they want is worth more than your feelings, which isn't true. And you're telling the universe at large that you don't deserve love that's fully reciprocated in a relationship that is fully, fully reciprocated. So that's why I get so frustrated when people say, my ex keeps contacting me, they want to be friends. And I'm like, yeah, of course they do. Of course they do. <laughs> because, you know, they don't want to lose the benefits that they had and they just want to have to drop the stuff that was inconvenient to them. The other thing that... I think causes so much anxiety in situations like this, and I remember this oh so vividly, is when you're in a situation like this, it almost feels like you're constantly having to be on the lookout for clues. And it was almost like I was constantly engaged in this like point system where, and I'm sure you guys know what I'm talking about, like I kept track of how often they would text me and then track like, okay, well, they texted me first here and here, so it's probably okay if I send the text. They mentioned that maybe we could go to a concert in a month, so I'm going to hang on to that. Like, that's a point for me, you know, constantly having to look out for these like point systems. And I actually very specifically remember having a conversation with one of my best friends and saying, I hope someday I can be in a relationship where I don't have to do this because it's so exhausting. It's so exhausting to have to be 
like to have to gauge whether something is okay based on these little tiny things instead of just having the secure feeling of being in a reciprocated relationship. And let me tell you this, there is absolutely no need for someone to be in a relationship that is not reciprocated. No need. I don't care the circumstances. There is no need. You know, family's different. We're like kind of stuck with family. But if you are choosing your life partner as someone who is not making you feel safe, secure, loved, and equal in the relationship, it is not the right relationship and there is no need. There's no reason. So if you are someone who is maybe like me and really liked, I mean, not liked, but was drawn to people that didn't make anything feel reciprocated, what do you do? So the first thing is obviously just to become aware, like become aware that this is a thing, become aware of the signs. And the first thing I think is that you have to get right is your beliefs around it. So there's a pretty good chance that if you're someone that continues and this was the case with me, if you're someone who continues to get into relationships like this, there's a pretty good chance that you don't feel like you deserve better, which by the way isn't true, but it's something you have to come to terms with and to start reversing that belief because that's probably why you feel like it was painful for me, but I would almost feel comfortable in those situations because it aligned with how I felt about myself on the inside. So you got to get the beliefs in that, right? The second thing is you have to become really firm in your boundaries. So, you know, if someone was to start showing signs of like, oh, well, let's let's just take this slow, like let's not put a label on it and stuff like that. You have to be like, okay, I'm out. I think a lot of people fall into this because they fall for potential. So if someone said like, well, let's just take this slow, but like, we'll see where things go like in a couple months. And like you fall for the version, the three months from now version of that person. That's what you fall for. And it's called falling for potential and it doesn't work out. It just doesn't work out. So you have to be really firm on, okay, if they start showing signs that they have walls up, if they start showing signs that they can't commit, if I start feeling like I'm the one putting all the effort, I'm the one making all the plans, I'm the one initiating all the contact. When you start noticing those things, you have to take action. You have to walk away. That's how you will show yourself that you are worthy of more. That's how you will show other people that you are worthy of more. And that's how you will put out an energy into the world that says, I will not settle for anything less than fully reciprocated relationships. And if you are someone who is, you know, going through a breakup and you're doing this dance with your ex where you are hanging around, you know, at their convenience, a lot of people will say, well, yeah, but I just I don't want to be by myself. So I'm going to like do this thing where I hang out with my ex until I find someone new. First of all, you're not leaving space for someone new to come in if you're like all wrapped up with your ex still. You're also not really sending a great message. You're saying, I'm good putting up, I'm good being someone's convenience for now and until I find someone better. It's pretty unlikely that that a new person will come into your life and like really be able to show you that because you're so wrapped up energetically being at your ex's convenience. 
So I was not planning on this episode being as long as it is, but I feel really passionate about this. And sometimes I really want to shake you guys in my DMs and be like, what are you doing? What are you thinking? You deserve so much more. You deserve so much more. I don't care the circumstances. You deserve more than unrequited, unrequited, unrequited? That sounds better. Unrequited love. So I will see you guys back here again next week. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you loved it, I hope you'll leave a review and share with your friends. If you're not already following me on Instagram, head to at your breakup bestie where I'm sharing new content almost every day. To join our Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with thousands of people from all over the world going through breakups, head to the link in the show notes. And don't forget to check out my online courses for more in-depth help through your healing journey. I always end these episodes the same way, reminding you to be nice to yourself, stay connected with loved ones, and the biggest reminder is that this too shall pass. I promise.